Good evening, it's that time again. It is time for The Bright Side with Alexis Robin, the world-famous show that you do not want to miss. You can catch them in case you've missed one. You can catch them via podcast. Isn't that true, Alexis? You can, yeah. We're on iTunes as well as uh, on the Nourish Life Coach app. Over 2 million views on YouTube. No. Well, close. <laughs> Someday. Close. Spread the spread the word. No. It's Drew with you, filling in for Jen today. And Alexis, today we're talking about a topic which your husband gave to you, which I'm you know, we've got to give him some credit. So I think yeah. we got to give him a little shout out. Yep. We were talking about how to run a great meeting and what makes a great meeting over breakfast. And so, um, so I started thinking, I'm also coaching a gentleman. Um, I was coaching a gentleman last week who was asking me about how to be more organized and prepared for good meetings. And so, um, cause his intention was to try and, um, just be more organized so that he got more out of his meetings. And so I thought, Oh, we'll combine those two. And that's great. So Arno is definitely my muse. He's always giving me good stuff to talk about. Such a smart guy. He is a smart guy. And meetings are always better over food. Oh, well, that's not on my list, but this is Drew's tip, which is (laughs) 0.5 in the list, is to add food to your meeting. Or alcohol. Yeah, because, well, definitely. If it's a brainstorm, no. But if it is a brainstorm, (laughs) alcohol is fun and good. Or go-go dancers. Nah, definitely not. not. You couldn't tell what kind of meetings I go to, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. Go-go dancers (laughs) do not add to the meeting. So Uh, Let's get right to it. Just saying. Unless you're in Nevada. So, right? I agree. Okay. So, um, (laughs) how to run a good meeting. So what, so let's talk about what makes a bad meeting. First of all, dry, stale personalities. Oh, definitely. Dry, stale personalities. Charlie Brown. (laughs) 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 Yep. And also I think going in when it's a super long meeting, right? So you go in, it's supposed to be like 45 minutes and two hours later, you're still there. Like, why am I still here? Don't they understand the attention spans of most human beings is like 35 seconds? Yeah, apparently not. So that makes a bad meeting. Also, not having an agenda, right? So everybody just coming in the room and then having no idea what the meeting's about, why they're there, if they're supposed to be there, what the intention is. That makes a bad meeting. And then I also think when you get to the end of the meeting and nothing happens, <laughs> right? Like nothing's different after the meeting's over. And so you, you know, you've spent an hour or two of your life and it was kind of for nothing. You didn't even get a sucker or a sticker at the end of it. Yeah. And if there's no food, go-go dancers or alcohol, I mean, now you're really you're pissed. ticked off, right? <laughs> like, you're pissed. Right. Yeah. So, um, so those are some bad meetings. Also, um, I guess meetings without intention. So we don't know why we're meeting. That's important to know. Um, and then pop-up meetings, right? Like meetings where people say, oh, hey, we, we have to have an emergency meeting this morning at 10 o'clock. It's like I had my whole day planned. Like an emergency <laughs> meeting is not on my calendar. But, that you know, you have to be there. And then you go and then it's, you know, not that important after all. So, um, so lots of things about meetings. And so last week we talked about, um, FOMO and JOMO, right? And so, um, one of the things Drew and I were talking about, um, before the call is this idea that it, in the workplace, a lot of times people have this fear of missing out. Like, oh, I should be at that meeting. Cause what if there's something said there that I need to know? Mm-hmm. Right. And so then, you know, eight hours of our day, we're sitting in meetings where we really don't need to be there, but we're afraid that if we're not there, we might miss something. We might miss an opportunity to be seen, to be heard, um, to defend our silo, whatever that is in the workplace. So, and in this day and age, it's social media. You don't want to miss the concert because everybody's going to be putting up their photos and you're not going right. to be able to put your photo up. I hear about it all the time. Yeah. Well, if I don't go, you know, how am I? How will I look cool online? And now I'm like, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how fast you get over that kind of stuff. Right. 
especially at a work meeting, especially at a work meeting. So, um, so talk about running a great meeting. So let's say you're in charge of running a great meeting. The very first thing that you want to do is you want to get clear on the purpose of the meeting. So you want to answer a couple of questions. First is why are you gathering? So if you're getting together, you know, what is going to make this really good use of your time, treasure, and talent? Right? If you're going to bring together a bunch of your staff that's highly compensated into a room for an hour or two, like there, there better be a good reason. It better not just be to chat or to mm. download on what you're doing because you can download over an email, right? You can send a bulleted list of like, here's what I'm doing today. Great. Good to know. I didn't need to go sit in a meeting for an hour to find that out. Um, so you want to think about why are we gathering? What's the purpose of this meeting? And sometimes I think it's, it's nice to like have three, like have your why statement and then have three bullet points. Like what are we going to cover? Like what are the three main things that are going to happen in this meeting? Um, and then the second question you want to ask is what do you hope will be different after the meeting's over? Right? So like what is going to change because of this meeting? Because if you can't come up with why you're having the meeting, then, and if it's to update everybody, again, consider, do you really need a face to face to update people or can you just send out a document True. or put it on a Facebook group or something? Right? So, um, and so how many people will actually pay attention to those? To the documents? Yeah. Probably not that many, which is it's why they drag you into a meeting. See? Right. You're like, oh, I got that, that paper somewhere. And then you're digging through your email. Like, it's around here somewhere. Right. But that's but that's a problem. You know, that's a different problem, right? That's yeah. that's just my problem. When people send out lots of irrelevant information, so then when it comes, it, nobody looks at it because they feel like, oh, the last time it was this whole thing and it didn't have anything to do with me. Right? So, um, so you want to think about what you hope will be different after the meeting if you're not sure about what the purpose is. And then you want to respect people's time. So you want to think about, you know, A, how much time you're giving them to plan for the meeting. So you obviously, you don't want to send them instructions the night before that say, hey, create a presentation. And then suddenly they're like, great. Like I have to do that over the weekend because it's Friday night and we're meeting Monday morning. That's not very fair. So you want to give them plenty of notice. But you also want to think about who needs to be there. So choose your audience wisely. Does everybody need to be there? You know, are you inviting people just because they're feeling like, you know, you don't want to offend them by not inviting them? I will not be offended if you don't invite me Never. to a meeting. <laughs> Never will I ever be offended. Right? So, um, so think about who needs to be there and then think about who's optional. So like, Hey, you know, Drew, we really need you to be there, but Alexis, you're optional. So if you're interested and you want to come and you have the time, we'd love to have you. But if not, no problem. You know, it's really going to be about some ancillary stuff that isn't directly related to you. Okay. Then I get to decide, right? right. It's my choice versus you have to be here. And then I sit there for an hour listening to them talk about Drew's stuff. Right? That's not Yeah, fun. meetings to kind of feel like the principal's office at sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes you're getting <laughs> called into the principal's office. And you yeah. are listening to The Bright Side here with Alexis Robin, the world famous show right here on K Tahoe 96.1 FM AM 590. And we are talking about meetings. So important, so necessary, but can so bad sometimes. Yes, can be way, way beyond what they need to be. Yeah. Absolutely. So we've talked about getting clear on your purpose, figuring out what you want to be different, respecting people's time, who needs to be there, who's optional, how long does it need to be? Like, do you really need two hours? Is that really necessary? Or could you get it done in a half an hour? Right? Half an hour with a confetti cannon at the end. I like it. Boom. Boom. Nice. All right. So then uh, start on time. This is the key. Start on time, even if everyone's not there. You hear that, Tahoe? Yeah, right. (laughs) 
Start on time. Start on time. This is, you know, Tahoe. We live in the mountains. It's beautiful. We all like to ski, paddleboard. Like, we have kind of a kickback lifestyle. A little bit of island time here sometimes. Tahoe time, they call it. But uh, you want to just start on time because then the people coming in late will think like, oh, man, I better be here on time next time. You know how you resolve that issue? Tell me. Chairlift meetings. Oh, I love chairlift meetings. Chairlift meetings. They come around. You got to be there or else you miss the chair and you're... Yeah, and then you're screwed. So. I like uh, you could do that at the six pack on Tamarack, exactly at, at the top of the gondola at Heavenly. <laughs> so if you're looking for a chairlift meeting, you could have your whole executive committee right on one chair. You could, and you'd have their undivided attention for I think like six minutes. And some they might want to jump off, but that's their prerogative, right? Yeah. And here's the deal: there's nothing that makes you more concise than a six minute window <laughs> to deliver your message, right? Less Unless it's is a busy more. Day. Right. Then you might have to do a few runs, which is good for you. Which is good. Yeah. So um, I actually do coaching on the chairlift sometimes. Dang. It's so fun. That is cool. So we ski and then we coach and then we ski and then we coach. It's the greatest thing ever. Best of both worlds. Yeah. So um, start on time, even if everyone's not there, end on time. Right? Mm -hmm. How do you end on time? Because meetings, they always, always go over. So I always pad my meetings with a 30% window. I always assume it's going to take 30% longer than I think. And then I try to end early, which people are always delighted because then it's like they got free time. Yeah. You know, it feels like a gift. Like, oh, I got 20 minutes. Got, get out of school early type thing. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So, We're trained um, about so much of this stuff at such a young age. I We are? Yeah. Oh, you mean As the adults? kids? You know, and when your kids like get out of school early, you're really excited. Getting out of meetings is like the same type yeah. of feeling. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, this is, that's absolutely right. You already know this. Besides the alcohol and the go-go dancers, which, you know, where I came from, that was okay. But where most people come from, that's illegal. <laughs> right. Well, Susanville is a special kind of place. <laughs> Very special. Ed. So that's good. All right. So um, we talked about ending on time, pad your meeting with extra time, and end early whenever possible. Don't use up every minute if you don't need to. If you've gotten there, you've done what you came to do, close it down. Do not leave it as a brainstorming session and start going on about a whole bunch of other stuff or just sitting around talking. If you decide as a group to sit around and talk because you have 20 extra minutes, then you can say to the group, hey, we're done. We can finish now or we can use the time to, excuse me, to chat about other projects. What would you guys like to do? And some people might say, I really have to run. I have a huge thing on my plate. Like, okay. And somebody else might say, hey, I'll stick around and chat for a little bit. Great. But you've put it out to the group. You don't just usurp the the meeting and decide you're going to keep going on something else and that's and hard then, for some people they're very egoish oh yeah i don't know what Egos you're talking play about a huge factor in, me- in meetings yeah they do i'm in charge you're gonna sit down and listen to me until i have said everything that i need to say yeah and and here's the thing you really want to encourage dialogue which is our next um tip for making it running a great meeting is the worst part of bad meetings is when you go in and they just tell 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 Right? They just tell you all day long about what's going on, what's happening, what you need to think, how you need to think. And the best thing about getting humans together in a room is having dialogue and having questions. And now in some companies, it can be dangerous to speak up in a meeting. Right? Sometimes they put you, maybe you have leadership who doesn't appreciate your opinion. They just want everybody to be yes men and say yes. And if you work in that kind of organization, you know, the growth will be stunted. You won't have innovation. You won't have creativity because people will be scared to death to say anything. Right, That's the reality. So in order to encourage dialogue, what you can do is you can ask the question. You can state your idea. Here's our company's idea. Here's what we're going to do. And then you can say, okay, so what? how might somebody argue against this? 
right? So you give them permission to come up with an argument that someone else might make so they don't have to own it, right? Because if my boss says, I have the greatest idea ever and then says the idea and I say, well, some people might think that that's a really stupid idea, you know, I probably wouldn't say that. Yeah. So, but if my boss said to me, who would argue against this? I might say, huh, well, somebody might think that that was irresponsible because of X, Y, Z. The other thing that I learned from um, some folks that we were coaching back east that was, I thought was so great is this statement, um, when you're going to share something but you're not totally bought into it, you say, well, I'm going to float an idea, but I don't even know if I agree with myself yet. So, you know, keep it open. So that way it's like you can share what's on your mind, but you don't have to then defend it. Right. Right. You leave it open for people to say, huh, that's interesting. But what if we added this or what if that happened? And so um, so you can put them out in those two different ways to encourage dialogue, because if you're not going to have a dialogue, what is the point of having a meeting? You might as well just send a recording. It's true. Right. Just send a podcast. But it's always hard being the first person. Does anybody have any questions? And then. Right. But you know, everybody's quiet. And then all of a sudden the first person goes and then all of a sudden it just opens it up. Right. And you know, the reality is though, is that when you're the first person, you have to be far less creative than when you're the last person. That is true. Right. You can say pretty much anything as the first person and it's fine. By the time you get to the end, everybody's already stolen all of your great ideas. And so you have to be way smarter and more clever. So be the first. That's why when I have a meeting, I always just hire somebody to come in and just ask the first question. Oh, that's a good idea. Give me 10 bucks. All you got to do is ask a question. I don't care what it is, what it <laughs> relates to. Just ask a question. Then everybody else kind of op- yeah. opens it up. Well, and that's the idea with saying what might be the argument as the meeting holder. You're putting that out there. Um, it allows you to start the dialogue. Who mm-hmm. has an idea of what could be the argument? Right? Mm-hmm. Just put it out there. And then um, you want to assign follow-up duties because there is nothing worse than going to a meeting, making decisions, and then coming back two weeks later to the same meeting and find out that nothing has been done. No progress has been made. And then it just feels like this is a colossal waste of my time. And it happens a lot. It does happen a lot. So you want to make sure you follow up things. So quick recap here on the bright side. This is Alexis Robin, local executive coach and life coach. I'm here with Drew, my good friend, and uh, radio star. What else do we call you? You have so many titles. Alexis Robin. Announcer. Project. <laughs> All right. So here it is. How to run a great meeting. Get clear on the purpose. Think about who you're, why you're gathering. What do you hope will be different after the meeting? Respect people's time. Think about who needs to be there and who's optional. Start on time even if everyone isn't there. End on time. Always pad your meeting by 30% and then end early so it feels like a gift. People love going to your meetings because they get free time. Encourage dialogue with questions like what might be the counter argument or, you know, I don't even know if I agree with myself when I'm sharing this, but, and then share your idea. And then assign follow-up duties so that you can be sure that things are different after this meeting happens, that progress gets made and people feel like it was a good use of their time. More great tips. Yeah. And they will love, love, love being with you and coming to your meetings. And confetti cannons at the end wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt. Just so everybody knows. Let's make that go. Follow us Alexis Robin on our website. At plinkcoachingcenter.com or nourishlifecoaching.com. And don't forget to jump, jump on her Facebook page. Always great messages coming across on that. Yep. And that's at Nourish Life and Business Coaching. So super fun. Get on there. Tell us what you want to hear on the radio too. I'm always looking for good topics. So if you've got something you want addressed, I will address it. (laughs) Drew's smiling. He must have a list. I got a laundry list. (laughs) That's going to do it till next week. Alexis, good seeing you as always. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. Good to see you. It's K-Tile 96.1 FM AM 590.